0: What are we doing? We're starting? We're starting? Right, let's do, it's it. Go- do, it, do
1: it, do 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 it.
0: I dislike greatly when you do that. Rob. Yep. Rob. Okay.
1: I'm going to tell you a little joke.
0: I'm ready. Knock, knock. Who's there?
1: 4,000.
0: 4,000 who?
1: i <laughs> just kidding, bro. You're not there yet. Peace.
0: <laughs> His fancy, pantsy, rancy, cansy, lancy, mancy, dancy, fancy ice wizard. What
1: did you just say? <laughs> 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 like i don't even know what to say to that comment <laughs> rob hold on i gotta get ready hold on joe hold on joe okay i'm ready are you ready let do it go to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, I'm back from my honeymoon. And we've got lots of stuff to talk about.
0: Boom. Whoa. Episode
1: 25. Episode take take two. 2. 5. Take 2. <laughs> what do you mean, Rob? Take 2. Isn't this like just one episode? Oh, I can't. I can't even believe that I have to explain this again.
0: For like the fourth time. So, of course, we recorded the entire episode yesterday. It was fantastic. All systems go. And then I sit down to edit it today. And lo and behold, the recording wasn't happening through my microphone. It was happening through my computer. And for those of you who don't know, my setup on my desk is like all over the place. My computer's like on the opposite side of my desk because I keep my microphone right in front. And I'm talking into a microphone that's not recording. (laughs) The the microphone that's recording is uh, my internal microphone on my computer. So there is like three feet of airspace and then an air conditioner being recorded at the same time. So needless to say, not only did I sound like I was uh, coming through a tin can, but it was so echoey and it sounded like there was maybe a mini blizzard going on at the same time.
1: Uh yep. So that being said, we very quickly once we realized this decided to re-record the episode. So, here we are. Cast Royale episode 25, <laughs> take 2. Boom. I think now we have to call it uh Honey Boom take 2. Honey Boom take 2. I'm in, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally totally in. Oh man. So at least at least we know what we want to talk about.
0: On That's this true and we don't have to make up uh a set of show notes on the spot.
1: Boom. Mm-hmm. So you are back. Back and better than ever, baby. How was it? Dude. You're not you're not red. You've never been to Hawaii before, correct? Uh, um, that's when a leading I was very, question. very little. What? I was a kid. You've been to Hawaii? With mom and dad. I'm your brother and I don't even know that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you weren't born yet. Perfect. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> so for, for the purposes of this discussion, you've never, <laughs> okay. you've never really been to Hawaii, okay? All right, I've All never right. been. There. I'll ask again. Hey, Rob, mm-hmm. have you ever been to Hawaii? Uh, no, I haven't actually. Interestingly enough, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Hawaii is no joke the most beautiful place my wife and I have ever been to. We got off the plane, and from the moment that we got off the plane until we got back on the plane to come back home, Beautiful. Were you consistently surrounded by pineapples? <laughs> pineapples. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going with this story. I knew it. I so felt it. Pineapples and beautiful weather for all but one day. Mm-hmm. The one day that we were there that it rained, it did rain one day. Um, We took the, we rented a Jeep for the week, right? So we were on the southern point of the island of Oahu. So we took the Jeep up to the North Shore, is what they call it, and there was a surfing competition that weekend. And when it rains there, the North Shore gets crazy with its waves. Oh, I'm sure. 30 to 40 foot waves were crashing into the island. It was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. How are you not dead? I know, right? Well, (laughs) you got to be strategic when there's 30 or 40 foot waves, right? Clearly. To me, that was like a tsunami. So I'm like, I'm very far away, right? Obviously. But it's interesting because the the, the south point of the island and the northern point of the island mm-hmm. are like two completely separate places. It's like the the southern point is like the tourist area where it's city-like and there's a lot of stuff to do. Right. The northern point was like more like mountain-y, like more like all green. Sounds a lot like northern and southern California. Well, hey man, <laughs> I've never been in northern and southern California either, so... I can't really compare to this. So to make a long story short, we had the best time of our lives. We did go pineapple picking, which was fantastic. And I'm going to ask you another question, Rob. Yep. Have you ever gone to the store and went to go purchase a pineapple?
2: Uh,
1: yeah, once or twice. When you've done that, have you ever like scavenged through all the pineapples to try and find the most ripe one? Uh, yep. And how would you have done that?
0: I would have picked the one that was probably,
1: for lack of a better description, the brownest. The brownest, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I would have done too. Fun fact once a pineapple is picked, it no longer ripens. Therefore, what? once it's picked from whatever they pick it from, the little plant that it grows out of, right? The pineapple tree? It's not a tree, man. It, no. It's like a pineapple bush. I'm
0: having my mind blown in more ways than one.
1: So they plant the pineapple root and it grows out of the top of like a pineapple leaf. Okay. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. But anyway, anyway, if you sit there and you try and pick like the most ripened one, it's never going to work because the color means nothing. All the color means is how much direct sunlight it's gotten. And it'll change more and more based on how much more it gets sunlight. But it doesn't ripen more. But it's not ripening. Right. So when you're at the store and you're trying to pick one out, you can't look for a more ripe one or not. It's, it's not going to ripen anymore. So sometimes you'll pick a pineapple from the store and you'll let it ripen for like three days before you eat it. You're literally wasting your time. You could that have does nothing.
0: Correct. Yeah, you could have, yep, you could have enjoyed your delicious pineapple.
1: Isn't that funny? So if you do cut it open and it is not ripe, that's because, that's not because you didn't wait long enough. It's just because they picked it before it ripened. Right, it shouldn't, <laughs> they shouldn't have picked it. Isn't that funny? That's an interesting fact. Yeah, I would have never known that. So we, we were on like a train and we took a train around like the, the pineapple plantation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They take 18 months to grow. So we saw like all different stages of like pineapples mm-hmm. and then they took one from the fields, cut it for us fresh from the picked field, served it to us. Wow. Say that 10 times fast. Not going to try. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. Um, so I have one question for you. Hit me. Were there any land lobsters? (laughs) (laughs) I've I've been waiting. I've been waiting all week for you to come back for me to ask you that question. You know,
1: I can safely (laughs) say there were no land lobsters and I didn't even think about the land lobsters. And I cannot believe that you remembered to ask me that. Uh, You're welcome. Um, Nothing remotely looked like a Land Lobster either, so. That's good. So you were safe the whole time. Boom. Mm-hmm. So, like you
0: had alluded to, we have tons to talk about. Um, yeah, like, what, lots of, like,
1: news and clan updates, and then, like, we've got some topics, and we've got, like, Deck Spotlights, and we've got, like, Boom Swag, and then swag Total C, Hodgepodge. And then, total Hodgepodge. Total Hodgepodge. Mm-hmm.
0: So what would you like to go through first? Um. Uh... Because we do have something we want to talk about, but do you want to go through some of the news stuff first? Let's go news first. All right. So we have our second uh, patron Skype call coming up on Sunday, which we're sticking with the consistent theme of the last Sunday of every month. Correct. Uh, Yeah. So November, it's going to be, I believe, the 27th, as long as I can look at a calendar correctly. You can. Uh, um, And I think we have at least three people that said yes so far. Three people. Cool. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun because the last time we did it we only had the one person which was awesome um, because it was very two on one so that was cool um, a little bit more intimate but this time around we're gonna have three people plus us right so five total so I'm interested to see how that's
1: gonna how that's gonna turn out so definitely more hectic a little bit certainly more fun mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be like. I mean, typically we fly by the seat of our pants, so we don't- That's all, that's all we do. We don't that's all the like, show is. We don't <laughs> just like make structure, it up. Right? Like the pot, this podcast is nothing short of what we are, right? Like we don't, this podcast yeah. isn't like a mirage of something fake. Like when we do this, it's like us. So when we have this call, just like the call that we had with Lynx, you know, last month, yeah. it was very unstructured and we kind of just took it in whatever direction the conversation went in.
0: <laughs> now nah, it's cool. But um, you know, you said a little chaotic for the next one. Um, I, I honestly, knowing our community members, I think that a lot of people are going to be like, "No, no, 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 you, you go, you you talk. It's okay. I, I want to hear what you have to say."
1: Imagine just five. Gonna, yeah. Imagine five people like just like trying to talk over one another it can be. Nah, they're all chaos. they're all going
0: to be super polite. I know it.
1: Yeah, you're probably right.
0: Yeah, and uh, so we also this week um, had our most recent TNT. Uh, which was actually, ironically, a throwback to the TNT that we didn't get a chance to do
1: last time. Well, no, 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 um, no, that's not true, that's not true. We, we did it, and we tried, and we talked about it on the last episode, but it didn't work out so well.
0: Well, that's true, we didn't even really get to do it, is what I meant.
1: Correct, so we tried it, right? <laughs> right. Um, but we talked about it last episode, like, we did a TNT that was supposed to be four costs or less, And somehow something happened where people decided to like purposely not respect the rules (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: completely sabotage our TNT. So uh, this time around, we did it a little differently. Um, We kept the information in-house, in-house. We Mm -hmm. only told we only told Cast Royale one, Cast Royale two and our discord. Right. So a big community of people found out about it but we didn't put it on Twitter. We didn't put it out there for everybody because we wanted to kind of control who found out about it. Right. And um,
0: the last time when I posted on Twitter, I mean, we don't have a lot of followers, but we're pushing up to close to 200 now. So, I mean, you put that on the internet, it can go anywhere.
1: Right. But then anybody who sees it can put it anywhere. Anybody who sees that can take that and put it anywhere. And, you know, there's Reddit posts, there's different Discord channels that people have whereby they can just go put a tournament information and then random people join.
0: Right. I'd be honored to show up on a Reddit post, honestly. Boom. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, our buddy Dexology actually wound up changing the way that he's going to be handling uh, his little project we dubbed TNT. Um, So, we are no longer doing them every other week um, because we found that a lot of people were kind of always asking the question... Is this the week that we're doing (laughs) TNT? Um, So what uh, Dexology is uh, proposing and has already told most of the clans is that we are going to be holding smaller tournaments every single week. And what we're going to be doing is every other week, we're going to be doing what's known as a rules of the duel. Rules of the duel. Uh Uh-huh. And that's going to be in-house where we only tell people that are in the clan And in the Discord, just like we did, because the last time we just did this, it was successful. Um, And those are going to be the ones that are themed and have specific rules, hence the name. And then on the opposite weeks, he is doing what is going to be known as the League of Champions. Do you want to explain
1: what that is? Yes. And this one is super, super cool. So the League of Champions is going to be every other week as well, right? But instead of it being a themed deck, like epics only, or four cost or less, or etc. Instead, it'll be, bring your best deck. Mm-hmm. And it'll be an actual competition for those of us who are maybe a little bit casual, but maybe have a little side of competitive in them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, it's going to be awesome. So, like Rob said, it's going to be, every other week is going to be flip-flopped between theme and com- competition. And the cool thing is that Dex is going to take the League of Champions winners, the top three, and he's going to have a point system. And what he's going to do is keep track of that over the course of time. And over time, we are going to be announcing the top players from the League of Champions. So mm-hmm. every other week, we're going to have themes where it's going to be fun, friendly, you know, try new things, everybody have a little bit of fun. Let's win some games, let's lose some games, let's just have you know, a, a couple laughs here or there, right?
2: Right.
1: Whereas the off weeks are going to be some serious competition, but still going to be fun and friendly because, you know, hey, that's what we are. But if you're competitive, bring your best deck because you're going to need it. Boom. Yeah.
2: Boom.
0: And uh, the thing that I really like is he's going to break it up into seasons, so like winter, summer, spring, and fall, Um, and he's going to announce winners based on that. Also, the biggest difference for what we're going to be doing with uh, the two different types of TNTs is we are going to be announcing the League of Champions on Twitter as well. So that's going to be the one that we don't really care where it goes, because if people want to uh, come in and, and destroy, we welcome that because it's BYOD.
1: Correct. So the themed, the themed games are only going to be communicated to the clans and the Discord. Because those require people to actually follow the rules. Otherwise, it's not fun to play. <laughs> we'll open up the competition games to everybody.
0: Right. And they'll all be password protected, so. Boom. Yep. Um, and then we also had another project creep up from our buddy, Coco Loco. Coco Loco! Mm-hmm. And he has outdone himself, as always, um, and decided to make us a YouTube channel where he features what he calls deck
1: plays. So this is super, super cool. So Roto decided to take replays from clan posts, record them on his iPhone or Mac, and then play them or record them and post them to YouTube. And he does it in such a way that it features the deck kind of like a deck spotlight in the beginning. Where it features the name of the deck, the cards that are in it, he shows you the person playing and who they're playing against, the two decks side by side, and then a full video of the gameplay and how it kind of transpired. So it's great, and then a full video of how it kind of transpired. So, I mean, if you look at it, he like added transitions here and there. Oh, there's there's title screens, there's music, and I just want to be very clear. You mentioned he did this all on his own. Like he Mm -hmm. takes the time out of his day to find. Things that people are posting in the clans, record them, edit them, make them look like a a higher quality product and post them to YouTube. He created a YouTube channel on behalf of this podcast.
0: I know. And it's really, I know it's really awesome. And you know, he, he took a little input from me, but most of the time, every time that he asked me a question about it, I was just like, I trust you, do whatever you want.
1: Yeah. Like (laughs) he's one of the clan members that we have that are super passionate. He, he 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 truly buys into kind of what we do and he contributes more to us than we could ever imagine so rotococo loco you are the man we truly appreciate it and so does everybody else who are enjoying the videos as they are watched on youtube as we see the views you know start rising right yeah um and you know one of the
0: things that he said to me which i i really really loved was and I don't know the quote exactly, but when we were talking, he said, "I need to make sure that it it uh, it lives up to the standards
1: that you put into uh, each of your podcast episodes." That's so nice, man. Right? Honestly, it's just I I can't say enough. Other than thank you, thank you, thank you. But why don't you tell people how they can find us?
0: Oh yeah. Um. So if you just go into YouTube again, I'll I'll put the link in the show notes. Um. But if you just go into YouTube and if you search Cast Royale podcast. You got to put podcast in there. Um, It does show up if you don't put podcast, but other things show up too that could confuse some folks. Um, But if you put Cast podcast in your YouTube search bar, it will be the first video um, or the first uh, channel. And I think right now there's only four videos, maybe five, um, but it's still kind of blossoming and we're kind of seeing where it goes from there.
2: Boom. Mm hmm.
0: Um, so, more into the game.
1: Into the game. How's your trophy count looking good, sir? So, my current trophy count is like 3,500. Woo! However. Still high. Over this past week, I got to my highest trophy count ever. What was it? 3,793. Boom, 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 boom. Boom! Dude, I am playing with, wait for it. Wait for it, the boom deck. So so the boom deck that I talked about on last episode is the deck that has taken me to almost thirty eight hundred trophies. And oh, by the way, it is still only pretty much capped at an average of level nine commons. (laughs) So (laughs) that's amazing. I mean, I've got three cards that are that are technically level ten commons, and one card that's a level eight common. So in theory, I'm rounding out to just about nine, and I'm telling you, you, if you want to go back to episode 24 and listen to the deck, the boom deck, how it's played, it takes a very long time to master, but it has gotten me very far. I am playing, I have level seven rares, right? Yeah. I, I am playing against people with level 12 commons. I am that's playing ridiculous. against people with your level cards. Yeah, that's crazy. Imagine how fair that is. It's not fair. But the Imagine is how mad good. they are when you win! Oh my gosh, I know, man, <laughs> I, I know. So this deck right now, every single game is a struggle for me, right? Because just simply because the cards that I'm facing are so high, that right. it's very difficult for me to kind of win. So if I do win, it's very cl- every game is very close. But it's a lot of fun, and to be honest with you, I think because I'm at like this like ceiling of like my ability to get a little bit higher, yeah, it's very challenging. So it's kind of it's making me work on my fundamentals, like my my card placement, my troop placement, my mm. timing. And I think that if, if I, because my card levels are at such a dis, disadvantage, if I didn't work on that, I could never win. So it's, it's kind of forced me to kind of like rethink my approach as opposed to like, just like throw a hog rider down and, and say, boom, I kind of have to right. like think about it a little bit more. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I get it. I feel you. I feel you. Um,
1: but enough about me.
0: Really? Are you sure? It could never be enough about you.
1: I've moved past me. Okay. Good. Tell me. <laughs> t- Rob, what is your highest trophy count this week? Are you ready? I don't know if I'm ready. That's why I'm very excited. All right. My highest trophy count is
0: 38.78. Oh! <laughs> Dude, you're like
1: so close to 4,000.
0: I know. I mean, right now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pushing that. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm battling with... Um... 36 and 3,700,
1: but... But you've been there before. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I'm back that, down at 3,500, but I was almost at 38, so I'm, I'm there. Like, in my mind, I'm there. <laughs> so Yeah, that's true. I mean,
0: t- so before, you know, real quick, we, uh, th- we have a nice shout out for um, our one of our elders, Trackor, mm. who hit 4,000 trophies this week, and he is completely free to play. Trackor and you know big congratulations goes out to him but i bring this up because we were in the in the discord and he was like oh man he was at like you know th- pushing 3900 and he's like oh man rob's gonna catch up to me while i'm sleeping he's gonna pass me while i'm sleeping and i'm like track relax at least you're in the top three and he's like rob you're third <laughs>
1: like rob I'm you, like, are what? you speak of rob i'm like what dude i'm I am very happy for you. I I am slightly jealous. I mean, I was almost where you are, but I wasn't quite there. But I, I am very, very happy for you. I really Mm. do, truly, from the bottom of my heart. I want you to hit four thousand. I just want to hit it first.
2: Boom, (laughs) boom, boom!
0: (laughs) Ridiculous. Uh, Speaking of uh, four thousand, how many legendary trophies do you have, Rob? Mm?
1: This is a loaded question. Nah, it's not loaded. I think I have a whopping total of eight. What? How many do you have, Rob? 141. Mm, 141. How interesting <laughs> is that? You lead me with a loaded question where you know your, 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 your trophy count's higher. You know your legendary trophy count's higher. What's I next? Be,
0: I mean, to be fair.
1: Ask me uh, how many legendaries I have, Rob.
0: How many legendaries do I'm you have, Joe? I'm not telling you. All right. Oh, wait. Wait. You have, you have, you have a, a legendary announcement.
2: Oh, I do have <laughs> So, this actually goes into this perfectly. This is a
1: perfect segue. Okay. So, while I was in, in Hawaii on my honeymoon, I got my second legendary. Boom. Boom. It was the Ice Wizard. Nice. So, I got a legendary chest back to back. I got a legendary chest and then an epic chest. Ooh. Opened them both up, got the Ice Wizard, was super excited. Did not tell Rob about it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, everybody needs to know that I didn't know that this was happening. And then, of course, we have our TNT. And I decide, hey, I'm going to spectate Joe's game. He just got back. Why not see what's going on? Um, and, of
1: course, he's using an ice
0: wizard. So
1: <laughs> you, you must have been like, this is not my brother. Who's playing I, this account? I texted him and I'm like,
0: when did you get an ice wizard and of course someone in the clan comes at me and they're just like joe got an ice wizard <laughs> like all of us were just baffled
1: that oh, you got this man. card and no one knew about it not even your brother dude it was supposed to be a surprise like i was supposed to wait until i got on this podcast to talk to you about it and be like hey man i've got i've got an announcement and then mm-hmm. i was just gonna try and see your reaction live but mm-hmm. I, honestly i was in the middle of a game you you texted me and I was like,
0: no, <laughs> stop texting me. Well, now you get to see this reaction live.
1: <laughs> I know, I know, but this it mm-hmm. was good. I mean, I love the Ice Wizard. To be honest with you, I'm trying to figure out how it like fits into the Boom deck, but mm-hmm. I can't find like a viable replacement card for it. So I think I have to kind of like switch up my approach. Put the Ice Wizard into like a brand new deck and build mm-hmm. around it, as opposed to trying to like plop it into a current deck that I have. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, that's a good point.
1: Um. So yeah, I'm looking forward to like, I'm looking forward to like experimenting a little bit just to kind of see if I like a different style deck. I've become so accustomed to this boom deck and like a hog push and defensive play that that's kind of all I know.
0: Right. I mean, that's like, (laughs) that's literally me with the purple flame uh, and the princess mod. I don't, I don't, I don't really play too much else unless I'm doing the TNT or I'm trying to make a deck for this. Exactly. But what are you going to do? I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows. Nobody.
1: I'm not so sure, uh, Rob.
0: Yeah. So, um, uh, before we go into our topics and some fun stuff, we do have mm. an announcement to make, right? I almost forgot about this. You could try and forget, but we did it once. We have to do it again.
1: Boom.
0: Yeah. Um, so, just like we usually do, it's best to just rip the band aid off quick and clean. Um, so a lot of things have clearly been happening in our lives recently. Um, holidays are coming up, uh, and Joe is moving sometime in the next month or two. Uh, and then also keep in mind that we've been alluding to the fact that Joe has, uh, a busy season coming up at work. Busy season. Yeah. And, uh, last time when we f- originally started this podcast, we started right towards the tail end of his busy season. So we never had to record through a busy season. And before we go into it, maybe Joe can explain what a busy season looks like.
1: Yeah. So a busy season is pretty, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, right? I mean, I'm, I'm busy. Busy. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, but it's it's a little more than that, right? Like you can be busy at work, but then you can be like really busy at work. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the first like four months of the year, I pretty much work seventy-five to eighty hours every week. Yeah, it's um, crazy. Sometimes, sometimes you know, from eight in the morning till twelve o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, yep. And sometimes on Saturday, Sunday. So um, in the city, in the city. So then I have to commute back home to Jersey. So it's very difficult for me to kind of have a life. Uh, while that's going on. Right. So to, to, to have a life is difficult. To have a podcast on top of a life is going to be even harder. So what we wanted to try and do is see if we could take the podcast in a different sort of direction. Right, Rob? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to make sure that we could continue doing it, um, but in a different format that would allow us to to do just that, continue doing it. So essentially what we've decided,
0: and we, we took uh, a while to kind of figure this out, and we were talking about it uh, behind the scenes for a good amount of time. So it's not something that we just came up with out of nowhere. Um, but what we're going to be doing is taking the podcast and doing it bi-weekly. So we are going to do every other week. Um, and we think that this is going to give us a little bit more flexibility, as we mentioned, but it's also probably going to help with our sanity considering what's coming up in the months ahead. Um, and I think one of the things to point out is looking to the future, it is totally possible that we could return back to doing it once a week, especially when things start to slow down. Um, but if we decide that the the once every two weeks is a better schedule for us, we might keep it. But again, this stuff that's all up in the air, we just wanted to make sure that as we've always said, the first people to know anything about what we're doing, why we're doing it, and when we're going to do it is going to be you guys. Um, and we really want to be transparent. Um, I think I, th- I think it's it's probably safe to say there are going to be some people that don't fully support this decision or don't really understand where we're coming from.
1: So let us try and explain it a little bit better, right? Mm-hmm. So. Just to keep everybody in the loop, this is not something that Rob and I have been talking about for like a day. Uh, or a week, or a month. It's been about two or two and a half months. Um and it's not an easy decision to make. No. The podcast is something that we truly enjoy doing. We say this all the time that this is like a hobby for us and that we're very casual and that we just want to have fun and something to do. But to be honest. And I'm sure you can tell just by listening to the podcast and how we are about it. We are super passionate about it. Mm-hmm. We enjoy doing this. We enjoy talking to each other. We enjoy playing the game. We enjoy the community that we have and the clans that we have. Um, the people, the, the the listeners that that we have, are what make this thing, this podcast that mm-hmm. we started, you know, eight months ago at this point, something special to us, right? And The last thing that we ever wanted to do was stop doing it. And so this was a way that we could continue doing it while also managing what's coming up in our lives. So while we totally understand that some people are not going to support this decision and they're not going to understand this decision, we're trying to explain it in such a way that maybe you will. um, But if you don't, we totally respect that as well. You know, we, you know, we've given a product every single week to the best that we could. to our listeners and some people that get accustomed to that expect that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But we, we, we have made this decision to kind of take it into a different direction right. and, and we're going to see where it leads us. So we, we are excited about it, but it, it was not an easy decision to make.
0: Very well said. Um, and I think it's also worth pointing out that on a previous episode, we had said that we were going to be, um, and we've continued to do um, is remove emails from the episodes and doing them as a separate episode in place of another episode. Correct. Well, that's clearly not going to happen in the way that we originally said. So we're not going to, now that you're only going to get two max three episodes a month, um, you're not going to be getting a feedback frenzy type episode to replace an episode. What we may do, because now we'll have a little bit more time, um, we may sprinkle in
1: 30 minute episodes of those feedbacks. Um, or a group of deck spotlights, or if there's something very important that kind of comes out in the game that we don't want to wait two weeks to record about and and, right and release, we could just record and release. So the the structure is going to be more flexible in the sense that you will get a podcast every two weeks, but if something important or if some, if we have some spare time, we'll, we'll release another shorter kind of very director pointed episode
0: yeah, and i al- I also think it's um, it's very important for us to just call out to our patrons um, because they've been the probably the biggest supporters of us so far, our backbone um, for sure yeah, I mean, they give us their money every month, um, and you know we've kind of been promising uh, weekly episodes and to be fair right now, we're announcing that we're not going to be able to live up to that promise, at least for the foreseeable future for a little while. Um, and while we are changing the structure of the podcast, um, we will absolutely continue to strive to bring you a very high quality product. Um, as much as we possibly can. And we do again, support if people decide that they can't support us.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, it, It is what it is. We totally understand. No hard feelings. Boom. So that was uh, painful and fun at the same time, I guess. Glad it's over. Let's (laughs) talk about the tornado.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So how do you feel now that you've uh, had a chance to actually play against this card? Can I just say, can we not call it the
1: tornado ever again? No, you're right. We can't. We have to call it the Lognado. From now on, from this point forward, we are calling it Lognado. Lognado. Okay. So how do you feel about Lognado now that it's been out? So I'm, I'm honestly indifferent about this card. Okay. Why? My reaction before the card was actually released versus Mm -hmm. after it was released are two very different things. Right. When the card was about to be released (laughs) and I saw these like cool videos, Uh I was like super excited about the card the mechanic and how it was going to be used in the meta
2: right
1: now when i see it played i'm just like "Mm, it was exciting but it's not that exciting
0: do you feel like it's really living up to the status of being an epic card no Mm.
1: nor a tornado (laughs) like yeah like that's true tornado is this like it's a it's a pretty serious thing, but, like, when I yeah. see it on the map, I'm just like, meh.
0: Yeah, it almost just looks like a swirling gust of wind. Nothing serious. It
1: looks like a swirling poison.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right.
1: Right? Like, they just took a... They, it doesn't look like a tornado at all. Like, it's not 3D animated like any of the troops are. It's just on the floor, spins in a circle, wraps things up in it, releases them, goodbye.
0: Yeah. So, um, I have to tell you that as soon as I play people... Um, that have this card, it totally makes me lose it because I spend so much thought and energy to build up a push, and then all of a sudden my guys are on the other side of the field, and then it's just magically destroyed with a combination
1: of a tornado and a fireball. Yeah, man, I totally get it. And to be fair, it—I think it is a good card, right? Like, yeah. I think I—I I do. I think that it has good potential. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't have the same excitement for it that I had when it was coming out as I do when it is out.
0: That's fair. What do you think could give you that excitement?
1: Because I could think of a couple of things. One, if I could see more animation of like an actual tornado.
0: Uh, So you just want the visuals to be a little bit better too?
1: Yeah, I I want the visuals. Okay. I think it should do some damage to towers or buildings in general because it literally doesn't affect them at all. Not okay. even in the pull effect, but also on the damage effect.
0: Right. It would be, it would be a little weird, I think, if it, meh, it is a tornado. It, does, it would pull buildings, technically. And even if
1: it didn't pull the buildings, you're going to tell me that it's not going to damage one?
0: No, it would definitely damaged them.
1: So, I think it's a little bit silly. I don't think it really does enough damage, to be honest with you. Okay. Like, it does 150 damage at level 1. I Like, okay, that, that's okay. But right. it's not enough to call home about.
2: Um, no, nah, that's
0: true. I mean, it's three costs. Do you think that if they just lowered the cost a little bit, that would help? Hmm, fair point. I do. Um, but it is an epic card. So maybe it, needs, it, it, it just needs to be a little bit more
1: powerful. That's what I think. Like, I think mm-hmm. if you think about it, the, the skeleton army is very weak. But right. if, it, if it gets to the tower, you lose. <laughs> right, 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 right. So I, I think those are, that's the kind of feeling that an epic card needs.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um although it is one of the only cards if not the only card um that has the ability to pull things across the field. So one of the things I really like about this card is that, you know, let's say you have a troop that uh is just being deployed onto the field and isn't moving yet, it will pull it towards the center of itself much quicker. Um if the troop is now walking in the opposite direction, it'll pull it towards it, slower, but the troop can still continue to walk, so it like slows it down. And if it winds up going past the center, the tornado
1: will make it go faster. So so it's kind of like when the tornado is pulling it up, but it's walking down, it's Mm -hmm. technically like trying to fight the pull, so it won't get pulled into the center as quickly. Right. But if the tornado is pulling it down, while it's moving down, it'll sprint to the middle Mm -hmm, of the tornado. -hmm. So it 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 depends on which direction the troop is going versus which way it's being pulled um, as to how much impact it has on that troop. Right.
0: It is a very cool card. I'm just, I'm curious to see the potential.
1: To be honest with you, I have not seen it input into the meta that much. Personal observation. But, who knows, maybe it's just because people don't have it yet. Possible, but, you know, again, who knows. So... That's our Lognado. Lognado!
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And then as we've been seeing with the new releases of cards, uh, once they release one in the next two weeks, um, they wind up releasing another card. But we already know what that card is. And ironically, it's one of the cards that was leaked. So I have a feeling that the other cards are going to be like that too. Agreed. Um, But the next card that is coming
1: out is another set of Barbarians. Right. So this is going to be a six-cost Two Barbarian card. So inst- I think what they kind of did, right, is they took the four Barbarians, mm-hmm. split them up into two groups of two, mm-hmm. and then combined the two sets into one Barbarian.
0: And just made them really fast and gave them awesome Viking helmets.
1: Really fast, Viking helmets, <laughs> stronger, they have more health. I mean...
0: So these are the, these are the elite Barbarians. So now, how did you feel when these first kind of
1: popped up in the game? Were you excited? I didn't know what to think. Like, Okay, because that's kind of ha- how I felt. So, like, we already have barbarians, right? Mm-hmm. We already have a barbarian hut. Right. Now we have elite barbarians. Right. Like, that, that's my thought process. Why another set of barbarians? It's just they're faster, so they're going to offer a different style play. So maybe instead of them being so, like, maybe instead of them being, like, a medium-type speed... Where you mm-hmm. can't really go on offense with them because they're a meal if they're melee and they're 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 medium speed you can't really do too much on offense right right but these things are going to be very fast do more damage have more health could be tanky and are going to be a force to reckon with but to be honest with you remember before when I was saying when the log nato was going to come out I was super excited right but when it came out I was like eh well with these things it's like the opposite before it even comes out I'm like eh barbarians? Mm-hmm. Couldn't they have come up with something different than barbarians?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. So now, don't get me wrong. I, I think I like these cards, even though I'm kind of bored with the fact that we keep getting similar cards. Um, but I think Supercell needs to start thinking a little outside the box and stop rehashing the same cards into different formats. Like, they did the Inferno Tower. They did an Inferno Dragon. They did a Musketeer. They did three Musketeers. They, they they did They did barbarians, they did barbarian hut, now we have elite barbarians. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, w- look at the miner! The miner literally came out of nowhere and then wound up being
1: such a cool card and a cool character that he wound up in Clash of Clans. Same thing with the baby dragon. Right. Like, cool cards like that, that like are very different and unique. And it's just like, for me, this wasn't unique enough. Like, it's different, but it's not different in the sense that it's unique, it's just a variation. <laughs>
0: Right. This is actually very. I feel like you know, minus the rage effect. I feel like these are going to be very similar to like the speed and power of a lumberjack.
1: Well, right. I mean, it, they they just won't hit as fast. But imagine two elite barbarians and a lumberjack coming through. This is just going to be an. This is just going to be a, a bully. No, that's fest. an. Ass, that's
0: an. Yeah. That's that's an assault.
1: Yeah. So any ground troops going to die, and do mm-hmm. you have to counter these with air? Yeah. Um. So
0: one last thing we had a special tournament challenge. Yeah, we did. The King's Cup Challenge. How'd you like it? I hated it (laughs) at first. Um, Although, you know, I really appreciated the fact that we got to play one game for free. Um, I would have appreciated a couple more for free because, you know, every time you play, you get a different deck. Um, But it was really cool that there were six somewhat set decks um, that had a theme. And had a very different style of play. And then the tournament itself only costs five gems to play. So, I mean, every time you pay five gems, you get to play until you lose three games, which is similar to a regular tournament. But these are pre-constructed decks, so you do need to know how they work. So, for me, I was losing and I lost every game in the beginning because I just didn't understand how all these decks or how all these cards work together in each deck. Sure. Don't forget, I'm very used to and accustomed to playing Purple Flames deck. Right. So I don't really get out that much. I don't really venture off to try different types of decks. Like, so there's really no way I was going to be able to win unless I finally practiced and just wasted gems at first just to really learn those decks. And once I
1: did, ooh, I loved it. Ooh. Well, I will tell you that I had the complete opposite experience. Of course you did. So that's why you're my brother. I don't play only purple flames deck and my cards are such a low level that I have to constantly change them all the time in order to try and find a deck that works. Right. So this tournament actually worked in my favor because I was able to play with cards that I typically always play with or have Mm -hmm. at least tried, but are now at a tournament level cap, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, which most of my cards aren't ironically. So, right. the first time that I tried this tournament with the free kind of ticket that they gave you, per se, I got to 12 wins, baby. Ooh. So, I won my first two games, lost my next game, won my next 10 games, got 2,000 gold, a bunch of cards, and didn't play it again. <laughs> cool. Of course, you did. That sounds exactly like you. It's like a quick smack in the face, yeah, and then I left. That's literally the what mic,
0: it was. Walk away, boom. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, there were six different decks, yep. right? Um. And uh, they are the X-Bowler deck, the Frozen Hog deck, um, Raging Balloon, Mirror Miner Muskies, which was pretty cool, um, Go, Log Go, and then Dark Lightning. So now out
1: of those, which was your favorite? So I did like Go Log Go, but Dark okay. Lightning was easily my favorite deck. Yeah, me too. Because it was so unique with like... It had a Rage, it had Spear Goblins, it had the Dark Prince, obviously, it had the Lightning. It was just such a, it was such a weird kit that, like, people aren't typically used to playing against.
0: I know, and when I was playing it, I was using the Lumberjack and the uh, the Dark Prince to just kind of kamikaze into the other side of the arena. Oh, right, that's and then, where the
1: Rage came from, the Lumberjack. Yeah,
0: and then, you know, you have it followed up by, like, Spear Goblins, or even, if you really need to, uh, a Skeleton Army, but... The real kicker is that lightning. Couldn't agree more. Because if you can just get the tower down to
1: two-thirds or to, to one-third health, that tower's done. Game over. Then you just got to play mm-hmm. some defense. Win the game. Boom. What was your least favorite deck? I didn't... You know, ironically, I didn't really like the Hog Freeze deck. Hmm. Um, I did. I did well with it. But okay. to me, it just seemed like... All of the other decks were decks that people don't really play that much. Right. They put cards together that most people don't play together with. Mm -hmm. I felt like the Hog Freeze deck was like a real deck. And I was just like, this is cool, but like this isn't fun. Yeah, personally, I didn't
0: really think that that deck did justice in the tournament because of the changes that they made to the poison.
1: There was a poison in that deck? Mm Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. So maybe I just, maybe I knew and I just forgot, but in either case, the poison doesn't, the poison doesn't interest me anymore. And to be honest with you, like in a tournament when I'm trying to like, just have, like have fun. Right. Yeah. I'm not getting excited over a hog and a freeze combination.
0: Yeah, that's true. One of the decks that I thought that I was going to be really excited about, but I wound up being horrific at, um, was the X bowler deck. Hmm. Because I feel like it's one of the few decks, I feel like it's one of the few decks that it is so specific that it has to be set up the right way in order for it to work properly.
1: Right. And if, if you fall behind with that deck, it's very, very yeah. difficult to get back together.
0: Yeah, there's no way. Um, but I do have to say, I give a lot of credit to Supercell with the names of these decks. They're, uh, they're
1: pretty cool. Golag Go. That's a good one. Favorite one, though? X Bowler. Nope. Nope dark lightning wasn't it mirror minor muskies oh yeah that was a fun one too the 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 triple m that was cool i think yeah either way i thought they were pretty clever with it to be honest with you and i also felt that each of the decks i I felt like it was a balanced game because Mm -hmm. all of the decks when matched up together had unique combinations that you could counter the other deck with so like if i played you your deck could counter my deck and my deck could counter your deck So long as we recognize what deck we were each playing and save the appropriate counter, right? Um, Some decks had a little bit of an advantage, but other decks were, you know, obviously more balanced.
0: Yeah, and I thought it was also really cool, and I'm not sure everybody knew this. Um, Every deck had six cards that were always the same, and then the two remaining cards could be something different. So you could be facing someone that was playing the same deck, but it most likely was slightly different. Cool. I did
1: not know that, but that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, so that was the challenge. Can't wait for the next one, which I believe, according to our sources, is double elixir.
1: Well, it's already out. So yeah, double elixir.
0: Um, so yeah, that pretty much does it. Um, let's go on to our deck spotlight. Deck spotlight. So, while Joe is away, and he got his fancy-pancy Ice Wizard, uh, he decided to make two decks just for this episode. Um, so, the first deck that we have up is appropriately dubbed Song of Ice and Fire. And for those of you that don't know, that is a fun Game of Thrones reference. Game of Thrones! Mm-hmm. Um, and this deck has an average elixir cost of 3.4 and consists of... The Mega Minion, the Hog Rider, the Zap, Ice Wizard, Fireball, Mini P.E.K.K.A., Minions,
1: and the Musketeer. So this deck is actually the deck I was playing with a deck, and it was very similar to this. But then when the TNT tournament came out that we were just talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. I put this deck into the TNT tournament. And this was the deck that I was using. And this is the deck that you faced Track with. Correct. And Uh just full disclosure, I played Track Very, very close game. We went six minutes and drawed.
2: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: But anyway, I digress. (laughs) This deck is very, very, very defensive. Every single card that you have in this deck, whether it's the Musketeer, the Minions, the P.E.K.K.A., the Ice Wizard, or the Mega Minion, that's five cards are very good at countering things effectively and efficiently so that they can counter go back on the offense and Mm -hmm. make it very difficult for your opponent, right? Right. So each of your five troops are defensive and can go on offense without getting much damage. Mm -hmm. Two of your eight cards are spells. One of your eight cards are offensive. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's the Hog Rider. Right. So... You can very easily tell that if you go on offense with this deck and only offense, you will lose. (laughs) The deck has to play defensive. And then once your troops get to the river, you throw the hog down along with some minions or and you just push the attack. Right. You use the fireball and the zap to help facilitate the push to make sure that your hog gets to the tower. Ultimately, that's going to win you the game.
0: Yes, I. I very much like this deck and i think that this is the type of deck that if i was playing against it i would be very mad because my deck is is slower than
1: this dude it's a very frustrating deck to play because you have very cheap answers it's only 3.4 cost but each of your cheap answers like mega minion or the mini pekka even the musketeer like they all do so much damage and you you never don't have elixir because you always have elixir because you're playing defensive right right so even when you eventually push on offense, it's not like you're overcommitting. You're committing enough that they then have to defend. If they're defending, they're not pushing. And then you're just recouping your Elixir to then defend again when they come. So right. obviously it doesn't beat every deck, but it beats a lot of decks.
2: And mm-hmm.
1: I, I even tried this not only in the TNT tournament, but I tried it in the 3600 trophy range and it worked. And don't forget, my, my troops are not high level. Most of them are level nine common equivalents. I mean. Mm-hmm. They're nothing special in my deck, but it works. It's, for, for some reason, this combination of cards works pretty well together. Right, which is exactly why I like it so much. Yeah, man, you gotta give it a go. But uh, that's enough for that deck. But the second deck is coolly named Quadrupleteers. Boom. Boom.
0: <laughs> so this is a
1: 3.9 elixir cost deck. It's
0: a little slower.
1: little slower, but for good reason. Because it features mm-hmm. the three Musketeers the regular Musketeer, the Zap, the Giant, the Cannon, Ice Spirit, Mini P.E.K.K.A., and Minions.
0: Yeah, so this deck is actually really serious, and I think the biggest and best way to play it, you want to save your three Musketeers towards the latter end of the game, because you want it to be more of a surprise. Um, Essentially, what you're going to be doing while you're playing throughout the rest of the match Um, is going to be dropping your giant in the back and then kind of backing that up with your singular musketeer and maybe even your minions, although the minions can kind of go offensive or defensive, um, for regular defense, you're going to want to use your mini P.E.K.K.A. and your cannon. Um, obviously both of those two cards take care of things like barbarians and the hog rider. Um, You could also use your zap defensively or offensively. It really just depends on the situation. But the highlight of the game is when you actually do get to drop your three musketeers. And what you're going to be doing is setting your push up like you were setting up your push with the regular musketeer. You're going to be dropping your giant in the back of the king tower. Um, And then once the giant gets closer towards your archer tower, you're going to drop your three musketeers behind the king tower. Um, And you're going to drop them in such a way where they're going to split, essentially making two of them go behind the giant and the other one going towards the other lane. Um, Once those troops get towards the river, you're going to drop your other musketeer with the singular musketeer that's by herself. Essentially, you're going to be following up the giant side of the push with your minions and or your ice spirit. It really is going to depend on what's going on on the other side of the field, especially since now your opponent needs to be handling two different pushes at the same
1: time. And that's a lot to deal with. Right. And, and just to be clear, you can't do all of this because it's not obviously a cheap deck. You can't do all of this unless it's double elixir time. <laughs> right. So the normal Which is why push you save that, it for the end. The normal push that you were talking about before is going to be the musketeer, giant, maybe the minions, and an ice spirit, right? And then queue up right. the zap and get ready to defend. <laughs> but mm-hmm. once that's done, or even if you get a tower, your three musketeers are fair game, and you're ready to just destroy the tower. Don't forget, this deck doesn't have a fireball. It doesn't have a lightning. It doesn't have a... uh, uh, What's the card that I'm thinking? The nuke. Come on, help me the out. The rocket. The rocket. I don't know why I just <laughs> forgot that. But anyway, it, it doesn't have, like a Hail Mary-type card for the end of the game to just, like, save you, right? If your giant and or your three musketeers or your other musketeer are not on the battlefield, you cannot win the game. Right. These cards have to be on the field or the arena as much as possible. Otherwise, you're not doing any damage to that tower. Game's over.
0: Yeah, that's a valid point. Um, But I think the thing that I really love about this deck is that there are four fancy ladies in it. And they're called
1: quadruple quadruple the tears. tears. Boom.
0: Boom. Um, so that pretty much does it for the Deck Spotlight. We did get
1: one iTunes review this week. iTunes review. You want to read it? Sure. So this one is from Ala Thorin from the United States. And they write, incredible podcast. Boom. This is a five-star review. And they write, this podcast has helped so many players around the community of the amazing game Clash Royale. I'm so grateful that these amazing guys take time out of their days to help players construct decks, strategies, and build and grow a community. This podcast deserves everyone who plays the game's support. Thank you. Ooh, dude, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. When I was reading that, I honestly almost thought about crying. I, I, did I almost you, teared like, up too. When you were listening to the words, like, did it get you a little emotional? Yeah, because it's very eloquently spoken. Like, I just feel like the words that are in it, like, listen to the words again. I am so grateful. I know. These amazing guys deserves everyone's support. And I'm just like, and then they finish it off with just like a simple, thank you. Thank you. Yep. And I'm just like. Super polite. Super polite. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I, I was almost speechless when I read this. Like, I didn't even know what to say. Well, we'll say it now. Um, Thorne, thank
0: you so much for taking the time to uh, write us a review, but to write us something that was clearly very heartfelt um, and very sincere. Uh, We greatly appreciate it. And honestly, again, as we explained before at the beginning of the show, we don't take this podcast stuff lightly. We love doing it. And it's something that, you know, we look forward to getting together every now every other week um, and talking about this game. But also people like you and everyone else that we get to come in contact with and just discuss this game with and play with, I can't even really put into better words what we're already feeling. But thank you so much; it made us, uh, it made us very happy.
1: Could not have said it better myself. Boom.
0: Thank you. Um, yeah, and for anyone, if you would like to leave us an iTunes review, you can do it on iTunes um, or on your mobile phone if you have an Apple product. For whatever reason, obviously you can't leave. Uh, reviews on Android phones yet. Um, But if you did leave us a good review, it is the number one way that you can help us reach more people. For whatever reason, that's the way that the search engine works.
1: Oh. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And then this week, we actually got a new patron. New patron!
1: Yeah. So a big shout-out goes to Adam Patrick Murray. (laughs) APM. I love it. So, Adam, thank you so, so much from the bottom of our hearts for supporting what we do, donating your hard-earned money to our cause, to the podcast, to the community. We cannot thank you enough and words cannot describe how much it means to us. Boom. Boom. Um, and then no
0: PayPal sponsorships this week, um, but if you would like to sponsor a tourney, uh, you could go to our website and there is a link in the sidebar. Or if you're on your phone when you go to the website, if you go all the way to the bottom, the link is down there.
2: Boom. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That
1: pretty much does it, Joe. That's right. So, I guess to kind of wrap this up, <laughs> don't
0: forget. Wait, I just forgot something. Um, so, we're going into this uh, funky bi-weekly schedule, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. So, people need something to fill the void. Okay. Right. So, our good friends over at Legend of the Innkeeper podcast, one of their hosts is actually starting another podcast. Um, Squishy Dragon, her name is, is starting another podcast with her dad, Vestidius, who, as everybody hopefully already knows, helped start our podcast. So, she is starting a podcast about Overwatch. And I remember we recently got a question about whether we were gonna ever do an Overwatch podcast. So, I thought this would be a very appropriate time. To bring this up, Um, I'm not 100% sure if the episodes are out yet. I know that they were kind of stockpiling on new episodes so they could release all at once because of the way that iTunes stuff works. Um, But anybody that is interested in Overwatch and would love a community of people that are interested in a game and most likely, considering what Legend of the Innkeeper is and our podcast, a family-friendly podcast... I would highly recommend you go over and check out, I believe the name of the podcast is going to be called um Whatever the thing is in Overwatch,
1: I think that's the name that they're using for the name of the podcast. Boom. We wish Squishy the best of luck on the new podcast. Fully support you. You will have two listeners right here, and we will totally, totally, totally be leaving her some iTunes reviews to help her get it going. Boom. Yes, definitely leave her iTunes reviews, and also,
0: even if you wind up not sticking with the podcast, you know, after the first time you subscribe, just subscribe. Those are the things that help podcasts um, show up in the rankings on iTunes, so just give her a good kickstart. That's right. hmm Cool. Yeah. Um, so now that pretty much does it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to join our clan, if there is an opening, again, we raised our donation limit, so it's a little bit uh, more rare for people to get kicked, ironically. Um, but if you do wind up wanting to join,
1: you can send us an invitation in the game and just make sure that you write the word podcast in the invite. That's right. And as always, if you'd like to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do so by using the handle at Podcast Royale. Mm-hmm. And if you would like to uh, email us, um, you can
0: email us at feedback at castroyalpodcast.com. Um, if you would like to join our Discord, the link is in the show notes. Um, and the password for people that don't know, is legendary, all lowercase.
1: And if you'd like to become a Patreon sponsor, you can go to our website at slash Patreon. All the information mm-hmm. and all the cool rewards that we give to you are listed out on there. Boom. Yes. And uh, we
0: still have our survey going strong, not 100% up to date, at least with what cards are up there, but it <laughs> still helps Gets us. Gets the
1: point across, though. Yeah.
0: It still helps us if you fill it out because it uh, it really kind of helps decipher who is listening and what levels everyone is at so if you could take two minutes out of your day and answer 10 questions it would be greatly appreciated
1: to be perfectly honest with you some people would consider our deck spotlights the meat and potatoes of our episodes
2: Mm, and we
1: use the surveys to create those spotlights because otherwise we can't know what decks to make if we don't know what cards people have (laughs) and use that is a valid point good sir boom so we did it. We did it, man. Episode 25's in the book. Episode two, five. Celebrate. Boom, boom, boom. How do you feel? I feel great. I mean, we're we're a quarter of a century now. I mean, I feel old, but I feel great. That should. That's that's a young at heart right there. That's how I live my life, man. <laughs> One day at a time. One day at a time. Boom. Booming every yeah. day.
0: So, if, I guess if there's nothing else, um, that's it. Until next time for another hodgepodge podge of everything!
1: Hodgepodge podge of everything! Boom! Bye. Bye.